Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the LYF podcast. Monica here. And I'm so happy and excited today. I am joined by our two of our newest interns that have joined the Love Yourself Foundation for the summer semester. Um, I have Jordan Rowlett and uh, Micah Shaviri and both amazing students at UNLV. And I'm so excited to get their talents and skill set here at LYF. So before we start, I want to just hand it over to each of you, say hello and share with uh, our listeners what you're going to be doing for LYF this semester. Hello, I'm Micah Shaviri. Um, I'm a senior at UNLV this year, so I'll be um, graduating this coming December. Uh, I'm a film major and I'm also, I'm also minoring in Spanish language. Um, kind of was hoping like pre-pandemic to like go abroad back to Spain because I got the opportunity to live there a few summers ago and like maybe work for a company over there collaborating with like Spanish and you know film production um but I'm now kind of just like open to anything just correlated to both Spanish or film production um just riding the way you know and hopefully we'll be able to travel abroad um in the coming you know year or so um, I'm so grateful to be a part of the LYF, um, just community and family, kind of, and I've just received really good warm welcomes. Um, I mm. had the privilege of attending, like, the Thursday expression um, event, and that was really cool. The weather was so pretty. It was a little crispy, but, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, just really excited to see what the rest of the semester has, well, I guess coming months have for me, um, and what I can do and work with and collaborate so yeah it's a little about me (laughs) thank you thank you so much for uh, (laughs) bringing in that was an awesome introduction thank you (laughs) so as you might have heard i'm jordan jordan roulette and i'm a uh assistant editor here a writing intern here on uh lyf and I'm a junior at UNLV. I'm studying English with a concentration on professional writing. So I'm going to learn to be like a technical writer and basically do the things I'm doing here now, but I'll learn more. So I'll even be even better later on. Uh, Like Micah Micah had said, I actually have also gone to the 
uh, event, the Love Yourself Expression event. And that was one of the best experiences of my life. It was really fun. I enjoyed Aww. myself. I enjoyed helping wow. out. <laughs> it was really great. It reminded me of the time I went to uh, one of my uh, summer church camps I went to where uh, I really got to just experience myself spiritually. I got to learn more about myself there. Mm-hmm. And I got to learn just a bit more about myself with the LYL, LYF event. So thank you for that. Thank you guys for that. Oh, that's a big, uh, wow. that's a huge compliment, you know, to hear. <laughs> that's like one of the best experiences you've ever, that's amazing. That makes my heart really warm because as you guys know, already you've seen a little bit like so much time and effort and intention is put mm-hmm. on and, and doing it. And obviously in everything that we do here, um, you know, there's so much heart and all the, the, all the aspects of the organization so it's wonderful that you're already seeing that and feeling that um and you guys have mm-hmm. just started with us so i'm i'm very grateful to mm. i'm floored right now thank you <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm. um, and what's really cool is um about micah too is that we're able to um kind of work with her on her wish of of doing the video production and combining mm-hmm. spanish um one of my, I haven't really shared it publicly, but uh, my intention has always been to eventually bridge into uh, Spanish speaking content um, mm-hmm. and also connect with a school in Spain. So my intention is to start bridging that networking this year. So you never know, Micah, like maybe oh, okay. you can go to <laughs> Spain, be representative for LYF in the future over there. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. Um, I would love to go back to the university. There is a city in um, the province of Asturias that I was in, like Northern Spain. And the university I got to attend there was so, like, I loved it so much. All the professors were so good to me. And um, just like abroad, like learning abroad is such a different environment, let alone in another language. But like, um, just the way that professors go about like teaching content and kind of just um, I feel like more the way they incorporate their lives into bringing like the content to life, you know, I felt like really intrigued basically throughout the whole entire time I was there. So yeah, yeah would love to go back. I'm like, sign yes. me up. <laughs> yes, you'll get there. I mean, I'm sure yeah. you will. And uh, well, awesome. So today we're going to chat more about the, the new theme of the month, which is all about compassion here at LYF. So Uh, As many of you already know, or maybe it's new news for folks listening, um, we always, you know, find a theme and we build content around that. So all of our captions, blogs, and uh, so we we like to always incorporate that. So yeah, this month is all about compassion. And so we'll dive a little bit deeper into that today in our discussion. But before we get there, I love to, I want to ask the million dollar question that I ask everyone. And is it, what is it that you love about yourself and how has that quality helped you so far in your life? So Mm -hmm. Micah, do you want to go first since you went first? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I can. Thank you. Ladies first. Okay. Here I am. Um, (laughs) um, I think something, well, always the first thing that came up even when I first like read the question um it was my legs like I told Monica this too when she interviewed me um Mm -hmm. physically outside like I just love the way that my legs support me um just walking and every day just everyday life I get to do yoga with them um I get to run with them 
Um, I get to like go out swimming with them. There's so many things you do with your legs, you know, and you just feel, I just felt like um, a lot of people, you know, we kind of just forget about that, just how mobile we are and how, mm-hmm. how we're really just carefree in the sense of like, oh, being able to go to A, B, and C places and how are we getting there? Oh, our legs, you know? So, um, so yeah, my legs are definitely my favorite part about myself. Um, also they're like the most part about myself that I feel, um, the most confident with too. So yeah, those are definitely my legs for me. <laughs> Love it. Mm, yeah. Me too, Micah. I actually, I guess I take my legs for granted too, because whenever I have to get somewhere, I really, my, my uh, parents, my brother, they'll ask me, how are you planning on getting there by car by bus you don't quite mm-hmm. have your license yet i'll just walk wow i'll just walk yeah i won't that's <laughs> like, but you know what comes with that is i don't get to walk too far you know <laughs> it's out here it's hot out here and uh yeah it's hot out here <laughs> but yeah I, I could say that's something i love for myself but one thing i also really really have grown to appreciate even though i admit i did not like about myself at first was how much I like to encourage other people or say a lot of compliments. Because see, growing up, uh, it always felt like people were adverse, were against just compliments, or at least the guys that I hung out with. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I did it, I think they would call me, well, they didn't use the word sweet, but they did use uh, terms that I didn't really appreciate, just maybe because I thought I looked a little weak Mm -hmm. doing that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Growing up, I learned how important it is to have someone by your side that just sometimes goes, hey, you're pretty good out there. Yeah. <laughs> you're really, you know what? Even if you fell on your face trying to catch that football, you went and tried for it. You know how many people would have messed up that Hail Mary? You may have, but you're wearing my heart for just trying because that takes some boldness, my friend. Yeah, I like to be that guy. Yeah, I like to be that guy that gives me. We need more of you, Jordan. So thank you. We appreciate Mm -hmm. it. You know, and of course, when they're victories, I'm just like, you know, and tiny thing about me. Sometimes I will, I will tear up a little bit when seeing someone else just succeed, just to be like, especially just my friends are like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's enough about me. Uh, Thank you for the moment. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, thanks for sharing. And I think you know, even as you were. Uh, talking about how when you've complimented people growing up and uh, potentially people calling you weak for that, just remember that showed your strength. I think it's so much easier to put people down than to actually help Mm -hmm. people. So you're actually really strong and you actually show or you're you're helping uh, demonstrate a healthy level of uh, like healthy masculinity so mm-hmm. I'm very grateful that you are this person and you're doing that. And I'm sure you've impacted a lot of people already in your life by being that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, shucks. You're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> Just facts. <laughs> awesome. Thank All right. Good. Yeah. So let's get to our topic. So I think a great way to start is you know, compassion is such a big word and it can touch on so many aspects and especially right in the times that we're in um, dealing with the pandemic and some parts Mm -hmm. of the world are unfortunately still very much deep in it uh, versus other parts. So now more than ever, right, we need, we need to be practicing that. But 
before we get mm. into that, what does compassion mean to you both? Like when you guys hear that word, what is uh, what comes to your minds? I guess the like, I guess compassion for me um, is kind of choosing to, I feel like compassion and empathy kind of coincide. Mm -hmm. I want to say, I think being compassionate means that like, you're choosing to almost, Brene Brown, one of my favorite authors kind of like does a really good job on showing the difference between being an empathetic and sympathetic person. I feel like compassion can like coincide in between that. So choosing to um, share that space with someone who's maybe experiencing something that's pretty, you know, mm. it's just not necessarily like the happiest thing, or it could be the happiest thing. Um, but sometimes it's just harder to get down on that level. Um, so when you choose to show up as a compassionate person, that means that you're, you're saying like, hey, I want to share this space with you. You're experiencing something right now, whatever it is. And like, I'm here to tell you that like, I appreciate what you're sharing and it's being heard. Um, I think like compassion is so important in our world and I almost want to say that like I feel like it's getting better in a sense like mm. people I think talking about it more and having conversations around it um, even being vulnerable as well you know has been like coming up more often and I think just having that conversation just having like those words in between like today like what we're doing you know yes. um, it's it's so important and so um, compassion for me is like really showing up and choosing to be to be open and receiving mm -hmm. you know yeah. of whatever it is this person has to share yeah mm -hmm. absolutely wow okay i got a lot to follow up with so <laughs> <laughs> for me so, so for me compassion um i like the way my guy just described it as somewhere close to or closer to empathy than sympathy mm -hmm. even though i feel i though i do feel sympathy is a part of compassion because yeah uh well, while both require, while both sympathy and empathy require someone to, I guess, uh, take a moment to look at someone else and go, wow, that situation, they, they, they're, uh, they're in some trouble <laughs> or they, they look like they're in pain. You at least, but I think both require you to recognize that. Mm -hmm, but right. the difference I feel for empathy and sympathy is sympathy will just take that and do nothing with it. Mm -hmm. We'll walk off or we'll just think, maybe think about it as they go on with their daily lives. Yeah. I feel someone with a heart for empathy, even though I believe no one can truly, truly feel one-to-one -one with someone else, they'll at least make an effort to maybe mm -hmm. reach out to them in some way, shape or form and let them know, hey, I understand that you're hurting. I may not understand the level that you are hurting, mm -hmm. but I want, I can't help but feel compelled to wanna help you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to at least just hear you out or, mm -hmm. you know, maybe provide some time for you. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, if you need something, I'll, maybe I can get it for you. I think that, I think that is the type of empathy that um, compassion feels like most for me. I feel like mm -hmm. compassion is that kind of empathy, mm -hmm. you know, so understanding that someone is in pain emotionally or physically, you know, they could use some kind of help. Yeah. And for me personally, that the one person that really not emphasize embodies that, Aside from you, Monica, is uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like Jordan's just out here dropping bars, I know. talking about how just, great the event was. <laughs> I, just had to, I just had to sneak that in there. Sneak that in there. Um, uh, because what I'm about to say might, uh, I don't know. I feel that that person is uh, Jesus Christ, at least from what I read of him, and yeah. you know, hearing the stories of his compassion, just how he you know how he when he gave himself on the cross he was doing it because it was for him to intercede and pay that wage of sin that 
the Bible has, talks about or that uh, God talks about. And although he was sinless, so he didn't have to, but he did that because he recognized or he believed that we were suffering and there, or that by the time we our, our lives would end, we would need some type of uh, help. And so that's that kind of empathy. That's that kind of compassion mm -hmm. that I subscribe to that I want to show to other yeah. people. He is the example of compassion for me. Wow. Mm -hmm. That is beautiful. You know, Jordan, I'm not personally a religious person, like at all. Right. I didn't I grow you. up in the church or anything, but right. I, I think either. I have. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That's be that's even more beautiful for you. Mm -hmm. I think it's incredible. I value and respect people um, who adhere and like truly like follow kind of just like the principles and ideologies that are found in you know, religion and religion that's able to bring it to people. Like you just, this whole example you just shared, you know, like that's a part of who you are now. You know, you personally believe in this and it's because like you have an example of that and you're able to follow it. It's so beautiful because I feel like sometimes people, you know, we're struggling to like grasp that, but um, but it's so cool. You're so young, you know, and mm -hmm. you're able to already have this a part of your life um, and it'll continue, you know, for however long you get to grace the earth, so. It's yes. so cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. That was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think for me too, like I, I grew up actually in the church, but um I I'm I would say more so like I'm I'm more of a spiritual individual now versus identifying mm -hmm. with a particular mm -hmm. philosophy. But mm -hmm. you know, Jesus uh the story of Jesus, I, I also think he was I agree, like what a man, right? And he was friends. What I love about Jesus, he was friends with everybody like it didn't matter you know what the person had done or he really gave every he everyone he saw everybody um uh, as a walking miracle as as love incarnated because everybody is that you know everyone yeah. is a little walking miracle mm -hmm. so amazing teacher jesus for sure and um yeah. So no, thank you guys for, for those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And it was, and it made me, as you were speaking earlier, Jordan, uh, there was a word that came to my mind that I heard a lot last year and it was, or two words, inspired action. Um, I think last year, you know, with the pandemic and also with like the, uh, with Black Lives Matter and even now, mm -hmm. right, like with the violence against our Asian Americans, it's shown us like we have to act right in order to create change. And, and I really liked what you had said, how like sympathy, it just kind of, it, it stays there. It's a standstill versus compassion does inspire action, mm -hmm. create change. And which leads really well into my next question, which is about, what in particular happened or what, you know, there was so much that happened last year, but any specific memory that you guys have where, you know, compassion to you was really at the forefront, you know, whether it was maybe hearing about a, a friend that, you know, they had just lost a family member due to COVID and it made you feel a certain way or, or gain a new perspective. So yeah, anything that might come to mind in regards to that. Uh, this happened not too, too long ago, I think, yes, at the end of last semester. So this was kind of going through March and April. My, uh, one of my classmates, well, I actually, we'll get to him in a second. I want to try and see if I can tell the story real fast or put it in a real nice way. So 
it's in a semester, I have a project due, final project, and it's worth 25% of the grade. And I have an A in the class, but this, one of, this would be one of my first semesters ever to have all A's in. So, you know, I was really focusing and I was really, I felt pressured by myself to actually go and do this because I really wanted to get a really good grade. But I'm working in a group of like three other people. No, well, it started as three people, but came down to two because apparently someone just kind of left. So I'm in this group with these two other guys and it's, we're working on a report, a usability, a website usability report. And we're trying to fill out the actual report and I find myself the only one working on it consistently, which I'll admit wasn't too consistent at all, but more consistent than the other guys. And so I'm the one going in and telling the teacher, giving them updates as to what's happening, kind of like the leader, but we'll get to that later. So I'm feeling a little bit just a tiny bit upset because I'm putting in all this work and no one else seems to be showing up for it. You know, I felt kind of, alone in this struggle because school getting those grades are important to me especially this year since it shows that i'm actually doing well even it's over you know internet and stuff like that and it was just i was really appreciating the work i was putting in and i didn't want to let it fail here come early april when the time when the deadline's coming in like a week or two later i get an email from one of the guys He's sick over the vaccination he got. He couldn't work because he was tired and exhausted. And you know, I think he was throwing up too. He just could not get up to work. And I felt awful feeling the way I did. He's struggling trying to get himself up to do other things that he needs to do. Like he was moving too. So he just had a lot on his plate. And then there's just me somewhat upset at my uh, upset that they're the, the other guys are not doing any work by the way one of them didn't i'll just spare this you now he didn't know he didn't show up for anything else i don't know what was happening with him but i'm hoping he's all right and rather everything's going well for him but yeah i just i felt so just oh with myself for a second in the end we got that work done we all got an a on it except for one other guy because i said he i don't know what he was doing but you know we had to tell the truth on that part I felt bad about it, but I had to let him know. So, but we both got A's on it. I saw some praises of him because he, when, when it came down to it, night of, we uh, got the work done. He was there on it. We got the presentation through. We got the whole report due. It was, we all came together really well. And I'm glad to see that he was able to get in there at the end and get it all done. So, you know, that, that was a lesson to me to just continually be more compassionate. Because even while I was like upset, that he hadn't, you know, came in earlier. I was still like, you know, there really has to be something going on because he wouldn't have made it this far in the semester if, you know, he wasn't doing any work. So I was like, right. you know what? I'll keep letting teacher know he's, you know, there's still, we're still working on it. We're still working. I didn't tell her too, too much about what exactly was going on or that we weren't talking too much, but mm -hmm. I let her know that we're all still working on it because I can still see sometimes they did chip in just a tiny bit, but yeah, we, I made sure to hold out as long as I could on that because I just felt, how would I feel? How would I, I, I made sure to picture myself, how would I feel if I were in his situation? How would I feel if one of my coworkers, because I was sick, X'd me out of all the work that I could have done? How would I feel? I realized 
I would feel like trash. And I don't want people feeling like that, as you might have guessed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, uh, so much, uh, I really have to hand, ha- like give it off to our students this past year. I mean, every group, right, in different ways, but even like for since I've been working closely with students this whole past year, um, I just can't imagine what that must have felt like, you know, to be dealing in a pandemic, dealing with a pandemic, worrying about school, you know, mm-hmm. tuition, all the stresses that come with uh, with college. So I really want to, mm-hmm. you know, take a moment to acknowledge, you know, how far you you both have come and, you know, the students out there listening, mm-hmm. because that's been, uh, it's been a challenge and be proud that you've made it through and you're here. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for letting me ramble on. Uh, of course. No worries. Uh, so in between the time, I was able to think about something. Um, and to be frank, um, I'm like, this is, it's like been on my mind. This has been on my mind since before last year. I think it's just been brought to light more last year um, is to having compassion for um non-POCs to be honest um Mm. is choosing for me to um for me as a person of color and being also a person of like two completely different cultures um is choosing to have like very vulnerable and, and honest conversations with um with people who are not within the BIPOC community and um kind of just bringing enlightenment about the struggles of being like a person of color in America. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a predominantly white high school. Um, yeah. In fact, so much that uh, I had started, I had tried to make a black student union at one point at my high school and um, was called racist oh. for trying to make one. Yes. Um, also, wow. we um, had a Latino American club and a Pacific Islander club. But when my friend and I tried to make a Black student union, we were called racist. Wow. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. And the faculty, um, it was brought to, like, me addressing it to my faculty, predominantly white, predominantly male. Um, and nothing was done about it. That's unfortunate. I'm really sorry that happened to you. Okay, but um, just because there's only, like, me and, like, 10 other black people here like we're not going to do any action about it um so I've had a lot of anger personally just like growing up you know Mm -hmm. and so um yeah I think like last year really was me like having conversations with my mom and also with again like you know non-people of color um and kind of just like choosing to instead of being mad and angry and feeling like I'm misunderstood is um explaining you know because they they're not in our in this community but like some of them a lot of them want to be and they want to try and understand Mm. you know and you can't how are we supposed to bring understanding and enlightenment if we just get upset and angry and frustrated you know and I think that that's so like that's just so it's so easy to just be upset you know and just like attack and retaliate Mm -hmm. but um uh instead of like I guess I guess attacking and retaliating it's um okay well let me explain um let me just give you some instances about how I feel or somebody who said this to me 
or I experienced this, but you probably haven't experienced that, you know? And I know it's hard for you to understand, but um, you choosing to share this space with me and let me speak about my experiences, um, it means that you do care. And it means that my voice is being heard. Mm -hmm. and, and that's you being compassionate and me being compassionate back with you. Um, and so I think for me, that definitely, um, this past year has really like brought that to light for me. And even in terms of like, not just empathy, but like being a compassionate human being. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that story. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's what a time, right? It's, it's been a time yeah. for sure. <laughs> just to put, sum it up, but it lightly, but uh no, I'm grateful that you've been able to have those conversations. And actually, mm -hmm. as you were speaking, I was remembering I was part of a or this retreat over in the winter. And our facilitator, she was um, a white woman from New England. And she demonstrated just so much love and compassion mm -hmm. because in this we had a lot of we had small groups where we would kind of like yeah we would share like an emotional support time yeah. too um, and I remember one of the things that she expressed was how she just wanted to help you know mm -hmm. and she wanted to learn and, and realize like the privilege that she's had and mm -hmm. and I just I felt it so sincerely as she was communicating yeah. that and it was beautiful to witness but I also felt a lot of compassion because I mm -hmm. know that uh, for her, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of assumptions that people might have yeah. when they first see her, you know, mm -hmm. so it's, uh, I'm grateful you've shared that and, um, and it shows how much you've grown and the strength that you've been mm -hmm. able to, to have. And then also giving importance to that anger and knowing that that anger was, it, it's okay to feel that right. And it's yeah. necessary. Mm -hmm. It's, it is necessary mm -hmm. yeah. to create change. So, but you've been able to process and, and deliver yeah. it in a way that is inspiring other people. Thank you, Monica. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for yeah. having this space for me. I always say that every time we meet, but like, I'm just grateful every time. So, oh, Of course. I appreciate you all being here. And, yeah. and I mean, you, you guys are, I love just working with students because uh, you have we have to empower all generations and you guys one day will be the leaders, you know? So we, ha we all have to work together and it's a joy to learn from all of you always. And I, I, grow, mm -hmm. I grow because of you guys and all the students I've been able to have the privilege to work with. Mm -hmm. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Mm -hmm. So, um, mm -hmm. To wrap up our conversation, maybe for folks, maybe there's someone right now struggling to have some compassion. Uh, and it's okay. Like, that's another thing, too, for folks that maybe aren't ready to forgive somebody or they're not ready to offer compassion because of something that's mm -hmm. happened. That's okay, too. Doesn't mean you have to just uh, forgive instantly because I think there's a fine line, too, when it comes to it where you, cause you don't want to bypass your own emotions. You don't exactly. want to, do, you know, so, mm -hmm. yeah. um, so does anything come to mind right now for folks that maybe they're struggling a little bit, um, with offering compassion or, or maybe they're not struggling and they want to know, like, how can I be more compassionate because of this X, Y, and Z that's happening in the world, maybe not necessarily within their, their own life. Just a moment. Hmm. Okay. 
because oh. because forgiving someone's really really I mean it can be really hard depending on what they do to you and you know like Monica had said earlier the emotions are pretty strong they're pretty strong they use of their own that can override your reason or your logic and stuff like that or rather just override the balance that you have in your mind so something to help folks become more compassionate I think it needs to start with something internally within you you know so maybe you need to take time to do some introspection retrospection to to really because usually I think what holds people back from forgiving is not really being able to, I don't know, express that pain that you have inside you, that, that unforgiveness. Like you had that anger that you had for um, how people had treated you at your high school and things like that when you're trying to create a Black Student Union. I imagine, like you said, you felt some anger towards them, but what did you do then to help you become a bit more compassionate? Wasn't it, didn't it take a moment for you to just look at, look at it and just take the situation and just go, what am I feeling? right now why am I feeling that way yeah um definitely that definitely is like I was gonna say I agree fully is like I think you need to be compassionate with yourself right sure. and just really that, you yeah. know mm -hmm. like you understand that you're this happened to you this hurt this hurt me I'm in pain because mm -hmm. they did this to me or this happened or whatever happened. you take that moment and just it's okay I feel this way this happened I'm feeling this way Mm -hmm. it's okay and then once you realize what's affecting you I think then you need to seek out some counsel maybe maybe some guidance or something or just someone else to share that with you because we're not I don't think we're meant to do this life alone so we definitely need someone to just at least another person who's willing to hear you out and express these ideas and just talk it out so you can really in your mind process everything that you're feeling that you're going through so you can say is what I went through for this moment truly worth carrying around with me for my entire life? Is this anger, this sadness, this, this disgruntledness, this feeling that's holding me back, is it really worth carrying around for my life? Or do I wanna take that and push forward with it, push a cause forward that I believe or I trust in? What do I want to do with this feeling? And do I really want to let that person hold me back? Because they aren't in control of how I feel. I control how I feel. They can't tell me how to feel. Just because they did this to me doesn't mean I have to feel this way or I have to be ineffective or I have to stay still. I can do something with this. Mm -hmm. I think when you come to that point, that's when you can become more compassionate. Or I think that's a way to become more compassionate. Realize your pain, take a step back, introspect, go to someone else and really talk it out. And just you know get some comfort or some more understanding from not yourself because your own understanding is limited and then when you finally can feel you understand what exactly it is make you feel this way or understand where you are right now then you can start to move forward and real because at this point i think you'll realize something had to happen to that person or there has to be a reason for this or at least that's how i like to think that there's a bigger reason for a lot of things happening mm. so at least I take that and go, okay, now what about from their perspective? And then I think that can help create a bridge to help you guys understand each other better. If you can reach out to them or you can, you know, just at least just imagine how you were in their seat. Because then I think compassion, like we had come to earlier, it's an understanding of how other people feel. So, you know, you got to understand how you feel and then you can understand how they feel and then something can happen. 
Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. I, I agree fully. Yeah. I think that um, compassion definitely like in being compassionate with yourself is definitely a start. Um, however, too, like, it's like, oh, if I don't even understand, like how, what compassion really is and how can I even do it with myself? Like, what if we're there? A lot of people, I think they're there, you know, where they're like, I don't even know, like, they can't even begin to, I don't know, kind of go within themselves. Um, So something I like to do, at least like when at first, when I, pre to where I was, like a lot of my coming of age, I would say, um, I love writing. I write all the time. I try and set aside like at least five minutes every day to write about something. And it doesn't necessarily need to be like a dear diary. Today I did this. It can definitely just be like your anger. Maybe you're upset about something, you know, and you mm. you want to write it out or you're just scribbling. But either way, like over time, if you were to keep all those pages or in a notebook and you go back and look at it, like you choosing to go back and look at that, that's you already taking one step towards your own compassion. You know, like, oh, okay, like I see where I was and like here I am now you know, oh, dang, I was so upset. Like, what was I mad about that day? Oh my God, I remember, you know? And so uh, I think like doing that, um, that's something that I like to do. Um, Again, I've like, I have an amazing mom. So my mom is probably like my number one support system just in all regards. And um, she helps facilitate through different, like there's a woman, her name's Byron Katie. I, I pull on a lot of like, um, readers and writers um, and she kind of has a way to process and work through something called the work where she prompts you with four questions and it's a self-reflection kind of deal um, but normally you do have a facilitator and so my mom's my facilitator um, and always by the end of it I realized like just about every situation I've experienced um, it's not necessarily about that in like the party I thought it was about it's just about myself you know so like I was upset about this because I felt this way not that they were doing that it was just me who was experiencing that you know and I think that is like it's so hard for people I still get frustrated with myself all the time um but I think like in choosing to go outside and go outside of yourself in the sense of like finding ways different avenues to navigate that that's already you being compassionate you know, and mm-hmm. so then you're able to bring that to light for maybe whoever else, like this conversation, I'm sharing this with you guys, you know, and maybe if a listener, you know, listens to this and is like, oh, wow, like, I'll try that. Um, hopefully it works for them. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's what yeah. I would do. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you both. Mm-hmm. It's really nice to always thank learn. You, thank you. Yeah, it's wonderful to just see how everyone process it processes different things and what's helped you can certainly help what can certainly help somebody else else out there so um i appreciate the both of you to to share that and i hope for folks it's helpful and and realizing like we're all learning and expanding Mm -hmm. together and like you said earlier to jordan i also believe that we're not meant to do this thing called life alone we need each other and mm-hmm. as we know, right, that's our big mission with LYF is to facilitate community as we all heal and expand and grow and thrive, ultimately. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, sure. Well, awesome. Well, those are all my questions I have for the both of you. Is there anything else that you want to share before we sign off? I'm like, no. 
I don't think so. <laughs> I think like you always prompt us, I guess, what the first question is like, you know, what do you love most about yourself? Um, so I guess like, even then, like for a listener, it's like, oh, like, oh, they like this and this. And everyone always has something to say that they love about themselves. But like, what if like somebody doesn't like anything? You know, because sometimes we're even at that point where we just, we don't like a single thing about ourselves. Um, like, what then? What would you do then? Like, what would you suggest, Monica? You know, someone who's literally like, oh, like, I don't, well, I don't even like a single thing about myself. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I even answer this question? You know, what comes to my mind is if that's the case, um, maybe just think of maybe potentially things that have happened that throughout your life, maybe moments that brought you joy, maybe remembering, Mm -hmm. remembering joy in whatever capacity that might be. Maybe it was a gesture from a stranger that smiled Mm -hmm. at you and remembering like, wow, that, (laughs) that person had the, that happened to me a long time ago where I was in a very dark place and I was actually in, in New York city um, and I felt so sad and low and, um, I was just walking with my niece and the stranger, he was a cute guy, but he, he, was, <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, all he, as we were walking toward him, he just had like the most genuine smile and that's all he did. Um, he didn't talk to me or anything. He just smiled at me. And that meant yeah. so much to me at that moment because it didn't, mm-hmm. It wasn't sleazy. It was nothing like that. It was just pure, just human connection of, yeah. hi, I want to smile at you. And yeah. that, you know, that brought a lot of joy to me in that moment and a time mm-hmm. where I was trying to look for some meaning and what I was going mm-hmm. through at the time. So that's my advice. Wow, that's so good. <laughs> I have not considered that. So that's beautiful. I mean, I say that too, because like sometimes I still experience that you know, like I love, I do love my legs, but like sometimes too, you just wake up and you're like, everything is trash today. I don't like anything. Um, and so it's just, I think it's like trying to make the days, like make those days less, you know, they're not as many in the count of like, I don't know, your 31 day month or whatever. Mm It's like less Mm -hmm. than, you know, like five days hopefully or something. So beautiful. Thank you for the advice. I'm definitely going to use that the next time (laughs) I'm experiencing that. So, wow. Oh, I'm happy it could help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to add on that, basically, would have that similarly would have been my answer. I would have been if you can't look in yourself to find it, look out. And that's kind of dangerous to say. I'll admit. I was gonna say look out <laughs> to other say, people. Yeah. That's dangerous. That is dangerous. That is dangerous. Yeah. There's a fine line. Yeah. There's a fine line. So I guess look for your like you have your support system with your mom, right, Micah? Mm-hmm. So I guess yes, if people yeah. have if you have people you know that really love and care about you, I think then I think. That's fair to go at least talk to them and see what they love about you. That's still kind of dangerous to say because we're all humans at the end of the day. It's but, okay. You know, These are just still good. <laughs> right. But just you know, look good. to people, yeah. look to people you've you can actively trust or have shown you can mm-hmm. trust them at mm-hmm. least, and that they actually look out for you. And then yeah. I think, yeah, they look to them and then go, listen, I ain't feeling it today, Chief. Oh, you <laughs> I just not look, I not look look at myself in the mirror and I go. I don't know about you today. <laughs> yeah. and, and then hopefully, hopefully you'll find someone that will go, I like you. Mm-hmm. I like this mm-hmm. about you. Mm-hmm. I like that you like to talk a lot because it yeah. gives me more time to think. Yeah. And I like to hear more about you. And you, I like what you talk about. You like a lot of the same things. I, I like that you're here right now so I can have mm-hmm. someone to just listen to or just preoccupy my time 
as I'm suffering from whatever pain I'm going through right now, yeah. you take my mind off of suffering. And I really appreciate that, you know? Yeah. That's just something anyone can do just by being there. Yeah. You know, at least just a distraction or a support mm-hmm. pillar or something like that. That's mm-hmm. you just being there. Yeah. yeah. I think it's important to accept where, where you are and not and not having to uh, force yourself to feel good either because yeah. um, that's at least what depression taught me was that in order for me to improve, I had to accept why I was feeling that way and understand mm-hmm. why I was feeling that way in order to move forward. So that's a very important thing to note for sure. So appreciate. Um, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is great. I, it was wonderful <laughs> conversation with the both of yeah. you. And I'm so excited to, you know, to see all the work that y'all are going to be able to do for LIF. And more importantly, just how you both are also going to grow um, in this time with us. So super excited. Thank you for having us, I'm Monica. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So thank much. you so much. Podcasts so are much. fun. I'm into it. So uh, <laughs> I was listening to them. So perfect. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Um, appreciate it so much again. And uh, yeah, so for those of you listening, please leave us a review so we can continue to grow our podcast. Thank you, everyone. Mm-hmm. Till next time. Bye.